representation matters because wherever these people get, these young women that are going to study this, get to in the world, they need to, in the boardroom, in the surgical room, know that they were always a very powerful part of the story and will continue to contribute a very powerful part of the human experience. Welcome to The Confident Podcast with me, Sherry West, and my fearless daughter, Olivia. Season five brings us more conversations with fierce female leaders. We'll be tackling a range of career readiness and leadership topics, ranging from defining your career purpose to leveraging your superpowers and exploring key questions like, is it okay to cry in the boardroom? Episode 11, Educating for Equality, Advocating for AP Women's History. Welcome, welcome everyone. Hey mom. Hey Liv. What's up? Well, I thought we could do something a little different to start this podcast episode, a little fun and do some women's history trivia. Are you game? Ooh, okay, I'm ready. Okay, so I'm going to give you names of three historical women who all were badass, historical, huge accomplishments, and just let me know what you know about them, okay? Okay. The first one is Hedy Lamar. Oh, we, uh, Hedy Lamar was the one who, um, she was, she, she was... <laughs> She was the one who, um, like, invented some sort of technology coding. She was, like, an actress. And then... Yeah. No, no, exactly. She was an actress and inventor. She created the secret communication system for the U.S. military. Yeah. She became a precursor for Wi-Fi. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. your world today without Wi-Fi? I know. I actually can. It's like a freak out when it goes down, right? Okay, second women's history trivia. Mary Ware Dennett. Yeah, I don't I don't know who that is. Okay, so Mary was a suffragist, a birth control reformer, an anti-war oh. advocate. She founded the first birth control organization in the US, then called the National Birth Control League. So she wow. was one of the first reproductive rights um activists i'm a big fan of her but you've never heard her name yeah i mean now i am okay third and final claudia jones i also don't know that one so claudia is was a very accomplished journalist she published her groundbreaking article an end to the neglect of the problems of the negro woman in 1959 which emphasized the triple oppression of race, class, and gender. So she really was the first um, journalist to to write about intersectionality. That's very cool. Yeah, I, I mean, these are all three incredible accomplished women who played such a significant role in the history of our country, but yet you only knew one of three, which... I know. Is the perfect lead up to today's episode because U.S. history classes are mostly about men, but we're going to be interviewing two teachers who are looking to change that. Our guests today are two brilliant teachers who love history. Kristen Kelly and Serene Williams have taught history for a combined 38 years. In addition, Kristen Kelly also presents annually at the National Conference for Social Studies, the American Historical Association, and the National Women's Studies Association. 
while Serene is also an independent historian who publishes articles about women's political history. Both currently teach at Sacred Heart Prep in California. We also have uh, a guest student today, Hansika, a sophomore at Mountain House High School in California. Good morning, Serene and Kristen. You are heroes. You are rock stars. I'm so excited to interview you today. And I and I have to say on a personal note that my mother was an elementary and middle school teacher for over 30 years before she retired. And I truly believe that that teachers teaching is the most important profession in our in our world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having thank us. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. And you're not just teaching, you're doing all these other things that Olivia mentioned in her bio, and truly you are lovers of history. But let's start with, um, can you just start by telling us something, Kristen and Serene, maybe one thing each that Google doesn't know about you yet? Yet. Um, I was going to say I have three dogs, but really, (laughs) um, really, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, we just, had the author of the novel yeah I'm sorry the book cast and she had an interesting thing about that with first generation teachers and first generation peoples operating in the world and so I'm a first generation um, to go to college right my dad was a trucker and my mom was a waitress which has been a very interesting um, experience one as a teacher in a wealthy prep school in a wealthy area of California Um, but also uh, as a historian studying working class women's role in history Um, and who gets a voice and who doesn't, particularly when we talk about intersectionality um, and the way it intersects with class. Um, so that's something Google, you know, doesn't know about me because I'm still exploring it and my own self-identity through my research and my trade as well. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, same for me. I'm first gen as well. First member of my family to graduate from um, college, which I worked really hard to do very proud of that. Uh, another thing Google wouldn't know about us yet is we have an article coming out in Miss Magazine that we wrote with our students to promote AP Women's History, which is a lifelong dream of mine to be published in Miss. So very excited about that and extremely proud of all the students that contributed. Okay, holy moly. Like I'm a, such a Miss fan as well. I actually just read the 50 years, uh, the anniversary book. Um, so congratulations. That's incredible. Your names alongside Gloria Steinem. How cool is that? We're very excited. We're very excited. And we're also very excited that like three of our high school students really wrote it. We just helped them edit it. And they're, it's actually very authentic from their experience, from their heart and the need for this class that they want to see in their future. So as most teachers, we're most proud of them, right? <laughs> so they're the point of all this work. Incredible. Can you share a bit about your background and what inspired you to become history teachers? I mean, I think that's such an amazing profession. Um, So could you just share some of that? I studied political science um, throughout college for my bachelor's and my master's degree. Absolutely loved politics. Never went to school to be a teacher. Uh, When I graduated, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I graduated um, pretty young at 22, just sent a bunch of resumes out. And an incredible principal at a high school in San Francisco named Doug Grant took a chance on me and hired me to teach U.S. history in the summer right before it started. Um, So it was very, very difficult for me to learn how to teach. Teaching is a really challenging profession, but I could tell right away if I could figure out how to be good at it, I would really enjoy it. And I've been teaching history um, since then, so for about 20 years. 
So I never thought I would be a teacher either, but my teachers throughout my career were like insane mentors and role models, um, particularly the women. Uh, so, I, you know, when I was done graduate school, <clears throat> I, I thought I was going to be a professor. But as I went, one, right now it's very difficult to be a professor at the university level and actually be able to pay your rent, right? So I needed a job that I thought I could, you know, actually be able to afford to live with. Right. And teaching was more stable than that. And I was really excited to be a teacher because I owed a lot to the teachers that taught me. Um, and I really loved the direct impact with students that you get. Um, and the story of history always spoke to me about being able to see on the macro level how things are actually working and how they always have. And nothing is really actually new under the sun. Right. So studying history almost gives you a one up to what the next steps society are going to make. And I love to share that with the youth and allow them to see those the context and the continuities, you know, nuanced. I, I love that, Kristen. And I have a feeling that you, in fact, that Serene and you are insane mentors and role models to your students and certainly to the Live Girl community. Um, so and I love what you're doing right now. Obviously, like we, Olivia said in the beginning, you have a combined 38 years in teaching history. And along the way, you know, this this realization that U.S. history classes are mostly about men. And now this mission that you're on to change that. Um, you said, how can young women really see their value if they don't see their place in history? So true, so true. But can you talk, both of you, about kind of what gave you the conviction to take this on to advocate for an AP women's history course? Yeah, so I, I can start. So I've been teaching AP um, history and government for a really long time and have always enjoyed it. I think the College Board does a great job with the curriculum. I came out of that for a few years and co-taught a women's history course with Kristen. We have designed many different courses. We did, We started out with women in world history which we realized um, was really challenging and world history is not covered as much, particularly the ancient world as it used to be. So we switched to US history, really enjoyed that course. Then I came back to teaching AP government and AP US history. And after having spent about 10 years teaching women's history, I was shocked at the lack of women. And sadly, I didn't see it as much until I came out of the AP courses and taught about women exclusively. And then Kristen and I were awarded a Schlesinger Library teaching grant through Harvard last year. And our initial plan was to research the um, existence of women in AP government and in US history, and then lobby the College Board for adding more required documents about their stories. But as we were working at the Schlesinger, we were um, amazed at how important these stories were and how well-documented women's um, history has been that we decided to shift and call for a standalone course. We're presenting at the National Council of the Social Studies next month in Nashville, and we're doing a poster session. And as part of that preparation, we researched the gender of students that take AP courses. And we noticed that it's a majority of female students that take AP US history, AP world history, AP US government, and AP comparative government. And we thought that was really notable that a majority of students that are taking these, those courses now are female students. They deserve to hear uh, stories about women in those courses. And we noticed from teaching for so long that many students, you know, if they're going to go be a STEM major in college, for example, this might be the last U.S. history course that they take. So we think it's very, very important to introduce that and make that accessible at the high school level. 
Love, I, I love your perspective because you're one of those female students that took so many different AP courses during high school and kind of your reaction to what Kristen and Sweeney are saying, like the representation of women in those classes. I love your perspective. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, I think that I, I did take uh, several AP classes um, in high school and the curriculum itself, I mean, I noticed that it didn't seem to have very many women, you know, that it focused on. And whenever I did have a teacher that went out of their way to, you know, show more representation of women, it was really impactful to me and it made a huge difference. Um, and I definitely noticed what you were saying about the gender breakdown. I think that a lot of my um, history classes, English classes, they were mostly women. And so when you're having... Uh, a lot of women taking those classes, we should also focus on women as a subject of the classes. So I think it's incredible what you're doing and so, so necessary. And with that, I was, I was going to ask, um, we know representation is so important. So how does the inclusion of women's history contribute to a more comprehensive understanding of historical events? I, I always go back to what Gerda Lerner said, and Gerda Lerner was this amazing historian in the 1970s, created a standalone PhD doctoral level program in women's history. And she talked about how we need to think beyond women, um, adding women and stirring. So when you center women as the primary subject in history course, it's different of U.S. history in general. That's amazing. I, I love um, just the context you're giving there that the inclusion of women and women's roles in history does require that whole rethinking of periodization. Um, and I do think there is there is somewhat of a movement now. You see, um, you know, for example, Marie Benedict is a very accomplished author that's writing a lot of books, kind of rethinking history through the lens of, of, of women. So obviously this is, is so important from a representation, but also just kind of really, truly understanding um, the historical events. Hamsika, I want to bring you into the conversation now because you are currently a high school sophomore. And so I'd love to get your students' perspective on what these brilliant teachers are saying. And what, you know, can you tell us from your standpoint, what would the addition of an AP Women's History course mean to you? Why is that important to you? I kind of see this as like if girls my age or even younger aren't represented in history, they don't see themselves as history change makers. It's almost like, um, we didn't know what, you know, what someone did before us. We can't visualize us being the change makers as well. So last semester, I actually did take a women's history course and I learned about Madam C.J. Walker. And she was this revolutionary woman who, um, as a person of color, was able to make such a big impact in the business world. And someone who's an entrepreneur, um, I saw that as like a visionary. So it really puts someone as a role model, especially in history. And I think it's really important for girls my age. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I mean, you're definitely right. If um, we're not seeing people that look like us um, in positions of power and in these different roles, it's hard to understand that we can also strive for that. So I think that's totally correct and very important. Um, so have there been any pivotal moments that strengthened your resolve to advocate for this cause? Pretty much every time. Um... I teach a new AP class. Um, I teach AP world history and AP government right now. AP world history is even worse. Like we started with AP US history because, you know, we're American, right? But if you pull this thread in transnational feminism at the AP level, it, there's literally nothing. There's like one empress of China and foot binding. 
And then literally the, the article for the 19th that was written, it's like more than a sidebar. It's because women are on the sidebar grouped together as literally women. No actual like, you know, individually named powerful females like Margaret Thatcher is maybe in it for like five seconds, you know, but that's really it. And this is where, you know, when we talk about intersectional feminism, why it's absolutely so important not just to have like, oh, women as a whole, because that tends to lead to like rich white women. Right. But the intersectional identity of women from all the world religions, from all the races, from all the classes, from all the sexual minority identities, whatever. Right. Like representation matters because wherever these people get these young women that are going to study this get to in the world or young people in general. They need to, in the boardroom, in the surgical room, know that they were always a very powerful part of the story and will continue to contribute a very powerful part of the human experience. As we should be, as all women should be, um, because like you said, pulling the thread through to a global basis and pulling the thread through to the current day where even in our own country where you know we are fortunate that we have made progress, but still only 5% of the Fortune 500 um, CEOs are women, still only about 20% of our government represent representatives are women. Um, so this is, uh, I'm just so inspired. And um, can you just talk a little bit, Serene, maybe I'll throw this to you, like how you hope your efforts will inspire others, other educators, other students to advocate for inclusivity in education? Sure. You know, I love my job. I love teaching history. I love working with high school students. Um, I'm very proud to be a high school teacher. And, you know, teaching is a really difficult field to enter into. The news coverage of teaching right now is about the teacher crisis and, you know, a really significant, notable decline in respects. But um, I hope our campaign shows younger educators that teaching is incredibly important. It's a very personally fulfilling career. Um, it's possible to combine secondary teaching with rigorous academic scholarship. We hope to model that. We model that with our students as well. We're constantly finding independent study projects that they can get involved in, writing up ed articles, sending out um, <clears throat> news events about this campaign. They've created an advisory board called Waffle, Women's AP History League. Um, so we're really hoping to change the narrative about what we see about teaching in the press. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I hope that you know, everyone looks at what you're doing and uh, does that also. Um, so what advice do you have for students specifically who want to make a positive impact in their educational environment? We really want to break down kind of this element of, you know, mean girl, like illusions and female on female cannibalism and understand that that's a ploy of a hegemonic system, right? That we can support each other. This mean girl politics is just patriarchy, weaving it in our way to divide ourselves on a personal and professional level. So because we're dealing with the age we're dealing, we really want to model like female partnership in a very healthy and wholesome way. Um, and the beauty in that, that has always existed, right? To see women working together, supporting together, instead of breaking each other down in order to get the only possible power allotted to us in a patriarchal system, right? So one, modeling the personal relationships so that when young people see that, they bring that to whatever professional field they are. And learning about women in history obviously is really important, but also becoming women in history um, and becoming healthy, powerful role models to the next generation too. So a big thing that we do is we lead by example, right? We empower women to empower women. 
I love that so much, <laughs> becoming the woman of history. That's amazing. Um, Hamsika, did, was there anything you wanted to add to that too, to encourage students uh, to make a positive impact? Yeah, so I was able to work with Live Girl Council last week, and I was just kind of getting everyone to like submit articles on why, you know, AP Women's History is important to them. And I got so many responses. I think it's really important what Ms. Kelly and Ms. Kristen are doing, and I want to thank you guys. Well, uh, we're going to transition to just a closing speed round of questions. Um, but before we do, I just want to say, Kristen and Serene, I'm we so deeply admire and are so grateful for the leadership you're taking in this. Um, you know, Live Girl is behind you. Our students are behind you. Um, and we really are determined to help you push this forward. Um, and we won't stop until, you know, the AP board um, approves an AP Women's History course. So um, kudos to you. We're grateful for you. But just in closing, just so uh, just a fun, couple of fun questions. So our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Any um, and the first one is, what's um, one gender stereotype that you want to smash? So I, I'd like to share that women's history should be known by everyone, including boys. Um, we have many male students in our class. They're amazing. They ask really thoughtful questions. The um, curriculum is relevant to them. So I think also that women's history is can be really challenging and intellectually stimulating. So I'd love to smash that stereotype that only girls should take a course like this. I'd like to smash the this stereotype like I just mentioned about kind of toxic female relationships because I view that as a like the mean girl stereotype I want to get rid of that because I view that as a way to break women down um, and divide us um, so that's that's mine I want to get rid of the mean girl tro uh, trope and Hansika, is there a stereotype you want to smash um, that boys can do it better than girls just because they're a boy I've gotten this my entire life and I really never liked it. Those are all amazing stereotypes that should be smashed yesterday, honestly. Um, okay, so the second speedrun question is, who is inspiring you right now? For me, who's inspiring me right now is uh, Sarah Ahmed, who Serene, of course, recommended. She, you know, the work wife that recommends all the books for me to read. Um, but the, her latest book, um, The Feminist Killjoy Handbook, is really, really... Uh, hitting me on a personal level, <clears throat> particularly about how women with powerful voices and how they're treated in the workplace, just in their whole life. It's very validating <clears throat> um, as a woman that a lot of times is called as having a dominant voice and speaking personally, um, and how much work society has done to silence that, to silo that, to make you feel like, you know, you're crazy, you're angry, you're too powerful all the time and this whole feminist killjoy movement i'm really inspired by um i mean and serene has hats and shirts and everything else too but um thanks to serene sarah med right now is like my current uh woman crush um so i would like to uh share a little bit about some legal scholars that i like to read so chris and i have such a great partnership because she's so articulate and passionate and then i do a lot of the reading of scholarship and the writing. And I'm super inspired by the hosts of Strict Scrutiny, um, Melissa Murray, Leah Littman, Kate Shaw, really deep legal thinkers who study the Supreme Court culture, make it very accessible to explain to students. Leah Littman just published an article about thick and thin um, conceptions of the 19th Amendment, presenting this article that the 19th 
Amendment didn't just give women the right to vote. It actually broadly emancipated women. And we should interpret that legally to say women have equal rights to society because of the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause and then also the 19th Amendment together. To me, that's brilliant, brilliant legal thinking. I love to share that idea with students. Um, Reva Siegel is another scholar who writes about that, and they are both extremely inspiring to me. Um, I would say Carla Lebia, who wrote Girl Code. Um, it's about this um, these two women who um, founded Tampon Run, which like went viral a couple years ago. And it just like gives me inspiration that I could be someone who like coded that big of a game. And she's really awesome. Amazing. And then our last question is um, when you're not reading legal scholars, for goodness sakes, <laughs> What are you what are you obsessed with right now? I'm really obsessed with Taylor Swift. You know, my older daughter is a Swifty. I was not a huge fan. I went to her concert, so impressed by the mentorship that she does, particularly of young women. Um, her get out the vote campaign, I think is awesome. Just kind of modeling like positive um, female behavior, relationships. Um, I think that's really interesting and, and um, fascinating for me to watch. Um, for me, what am I currently obsessed with right now? Um, so I'm a six-year Girl Scout troop leader. <laughs> um, so they just had an all-women's rodeo in October. Um, and it was the first and only all-women's rodeo. And it was celebrating women in rodeo and the horsemanship. And it was so interesting to take 25th grade girls to watch um these rodeo queens right and these aren't just beautiful women they then get out and like dominate on a horse right and it was so interesting to study the 10 and 11 year old girls reaction and the fangirlness after the rodeo and how they chase them down to their horse trailers and we're like can you get a selfie with me and all this because they're not interested in the fact that these women are beautiful they're interested in the fact that these women are powerful and it was i've just been kind of obsessing on the role of women in the west because i'm from the east so the role of women in the west and the freedoms that the pioneer women were given over then essentially the colonial women i'm from philadelphia and so i've been kind of taking a deep dive in like no joke cowgirl in hamsica i would say master chef and master chef junior i've been cooking like i've been trying to mimic all the recipes for master chef and i know like like they're not really recent, but it's been super fun to like try cooking with my mom and like adding our own little twist to their dishes. That's awesome. Well, I just want to end by saying, Serene and Kristen, um, you are two of the coolest, most brilliant teachers I've ever met. You're definitely the teachers that we all need. Um, thank you for your leadership and you really are exemplars and exemplified being fearless and persistent and passionate and um we're so grateful and we're right there with you and uh, we won't stop until we've got an AP history, women's histories course on the book. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and keep going. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your books that my daughter has been reading since she was, I've reading to her since she was two. Um, I told her this morning that I was talking to you and your daughter and like she was ran and like told all of her friends at school and so like we've been fangirling over you since really since I had a daughter. So I want to say thank you for your work. It's really, really revolutionary. And like I'm eternally grateful for it in raising a baby feminist. <laughs>